this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Tom Wiley, publisher of the Buffalo News. Tom and I talk about growing digital subscriptions, especially in an age of declining local journalism in many cities across the country. We talk about hiring journalists and growing a newsroom in that same age. And we talk about his somewhat unique vantage point of the Buffalo resurgence as someone that lived here, moved away, and has since come back, and also through his role at the news. Thanks so much to him for his time and you for yours. Yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, an amazing time to be in Buffalo and to come back. Uh, we were just talking about a minute ago, but uh, also to see some of the accomplishments of the organizations. And, and uh, part of why I wanted to do this podcast was, you know, the the movement of, of uh, bringing jobs and people and making this a better place is happening. And so you, you guys have done a good job of uh, getting that message out. So I thought maybe I could I could join in. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you um, and appreciate the kudos. So as you mentioned, um, you previously lived in Buffalo and are now back as publisher of the Buffalo News. So tell the audience a little bit about, um, you know, your path to both to that role and, you know, back to Buffalo. So uh, I started um, with an education in advertising and communications uh, for Michigan State, so those Spartans. And uh, um, that coming out of that, I, I got a job with a Gannett newspaper in, um, in Lansing, Michigan, which is uh, next door to where Michigan State is, and, and worked there in almost every single job in the advertising and marketing department over nine years and then was recruited out of that position to come here to run um, the retail half of the ad department for uh, Warren Colville, who was the president of the time, and Stan Lipsy, who was the, the publisher. So I uh, moved uh, with my uh, two-year-old and uh, my wife pregnant with uh, our second one on the way. And we moved downtown with it on uh, Bryant for about nine months. And then we bought a house out in East Aurora um, and lived there uh, through almost through the end of 2003. Um, so uh, it was a great time. It was, a, you know, we got to know the area and when we had a chance to come back, we both, we both really loved at it. So, so yeah, two, I can, a little bit of Western New York, like two of my three children were born here. And, uh, uh, everyone's a Bills fan. So that helps. And then when did you come back for this role? Was that 2019 or? Yeah, June of, of 19. Um, so no, sorry, June of 20. Um, okay. So a year and a half ago. And um, so ironically, I, I was I was recruited out of this out of my advertising position here to run the corporate advertising, uh, training, sales development, uh, consulting services for the for the publishers of Lee Enterprises, which at the time was about 20, 28 newspapers, I think they had in their chain um, and was recruited by a guy named Kevin Mowbray. Who was the VP of Sales for the company, and um, so uh, fast forward 20 years later, and roughly, and, and Lee Enterprises, uh, in the meantime, has bought the Pulitzer Company, and then uh, recently, in, in January of 2020, purchased uh, Berkshire Hathaway Media and the Buffalo News, which are actually two separate uh, media organizations. But um, it was then that that um, 
it was clear Warren was going to be retiring sometime that year. Um, and so the, the, the CEO at this point in Lee uh, is Kevin Mowbray, the guy who had hired me out of here and said, hey, would you, would you like to go back? So he pulled me out and he, he asked me to come back in. And I was living in Connecticut at the time. And, and so when Lee, uh, when Lee made the purchase, um, he asked if we'd be interested. So we just relocated here. My wife and I actually bought a place in Amherst and we moved out. Uh, we moved back here in, uh, formally in August, actually, of last year. But I was commuting for that, that year and three or four months between them. And in, in that time, since coming back to the role, you know, tell people a little bit about, you know, what's new at the Buffalo News. And I know we want to talk about Amplified Buffalo CLT up for kind of both of those things. Yeah, so, um, yeah, what's new here? So I think that the, the key to understanding that is to think about the way Lee runs its businesses and why I want to go back to that company. It is It is a it is a, a company that believes in a fundamental business model that local journalism aggregates a very large and very valuable audience. And the sales organization then monetizes that audience through advertising and marketing services to companies that want to reach that audience. And that's been sort of a traditional you know, newspaper model for, in the Buffalo News's case, 140 years. Um, there's also a large uh, element of what we sell directly to the consumer, which is the subscriptions that we sell, both digital and print. Um, but understanding that basically the aggregation through, you know, really high quality local journalism and storytelling and the editing and paginating and distribution of that through digital and print channels is, is the model. And if you understand that, then you can understand why the company is focused on growing uh, two, you know, really important elements of that business model, and that's the number of journalists that are actually reporting locally, and then the number of people that are selling either to the consumer for subscriptions or selling advertising and marketing services to businesses. And so what's new with the news is you take that philosophy, which, which is a new philosophy, um, very, very uh, well-defined and very, very clear, and then you add the resources that a very large company like Lee Enterprises brings um, to the mix that that has to do with um, experiences across you know more than I think we have almost 80 properties now uh, the largest of which are St. Louis and Buffalo Richmond Virginia and Omaha Nebraska um, and those those uh, complemented by literally dozens of other markets that are smaller um, we have a large sample to, to pull from for talent and for ideas and for execution of those ideas and, and beta testing different business models. Um, so those resources combine with the vision for growth of the business rather than a mitigation of loss, which is a, which is a cultural problem in the newspaper industry. Um, we really feel like we're a news organization and a publishing company and a communications hub services company, not a newspaper company with advertising in the newspaper. Um, now we still do that. It just isn't the only, the only business. So those resources and that thinking was a was a major shift um, that frankly was was very complementary to what we're seeing from other institutions in Western New York. Uh, think of the kind of work that MT is doing with rebranding themselves around community service and and what that means and how a bank serves a community. Um, you know, I, I could name many other companies that are doing that right now, independent health, um, look at what the car dealerships are doing. It's, so everyone's in flux and, and we kind of joined the flux and, and it's been 
a great uh, and interesting one for me to be able to put those resources in and um, do the kind of business building that we've been able to do, uh, growing our staff in the right areas, getting more efficient in other areas, um, and, and really building out a model that the staff can understand to activate the talents of my team rather than um, have them working in silence. So you talk about that, that growth mindset as opposed to a, a mitigation of loss. I mean, a lot of, a lot of cities and metros around the country have unfortunately lost their daily newspaper and, you know, the Buffalo news is, is doing well. And as I understand it, digital subscriptions are up. And like you said, you're hiring more journalists, not doing kind of the mass layoffs that we've seen at, at so many other uh, establishments across the country or, you know, completely down to zero. So to you, I guess, you know, I want to ask the concrete question about, the growth and, and data and marketing, but maybe more macroscopically first, you know, what does it mean to the, the psyche of a community to still have a, a strong daily newspaper and I guess from your vantage point of leading it? Well, I mean, I'm obviously going to be heavily biased here, but, but I think a community without strong local journalism is really, is going to have a hard time maintaining any level of civility of communication. Um, one of the things that we've seen and, and, you know, we, 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 have, we use a lot of data analytics in the way we serve our clients and the way we run our business. And a big element of that for me is that the data supports the thesis that, that journalism aggregates a large and valuable audience. There are two really key uh, sort of demographic indicators of people who read local journalism, either online or in print. Um, and that's that they tend to have a higher education, at least, at least some college education which translates to you know, disposable income and likelihood of nesting and all those kinds of things, community engagement. And the other is that 90% of the readers, uh, both our website and our newspaper are registered voters and 70 some percent of them uh, vote in the uh, off year elections. And so that's a big engagement metric to tell you sort of the power of that. So when, when we, when we um, when we look at that, we look at really what's happening with what's going on in social media and in the niching of broadcast and cable television to the point where the audiences in, that were traditionally very large in radio and television have, have dramatically dropped. And many of the things that people sort of out of truism say about newspaper, you know, the Internet killed the newspaper um, whatever that internet is, I always struggle with that particular uh, language. But um, in reality, the, the availability of niche and micro niche content and the sharing of content um, has really uh, decimated the audiences of broadcast television and radio and cable. And, and what it's coming is the streaming services are now getting larger and larger and stealing that share, but, but there are so many of them and they're in so many little pieces that you can't really aggregate a large audience and get a message out through them. So we can do that still because our audiences, we're still reaching 80% of the primary population of, of Western New York that, that we design our news and our distribution model around. And, and that, that presence through digital and print allows us to do things that other media can't do um, and allows us to carry a message to a large population that actively votes and participates. Um, so to give you some hard numbers, uh, you know, the, the company is financially very stable. It's part of a very stable, larger company. Um, the stock with Lee is doing well, which always helps us, but, but the actual financials of the Buffalo News are healthier than they were a year and a half ago. And that's largely through 
increases in efficiencies and things that are not primary to our goals, which are sales and journalism. Um, but to the other end, we, we have grown uh, digital subscriptions. You mentioned we grew. We've, we've gone from just under 10,000 digital subscriptions to over 30 in less than a year and a half, over 30,000, I should say. Um, and that's a growing path for us. Um, we, we think there's going to be an inflection point sometime in the next five years where that will supersede uh, the print uh, subscription numbers. We're still distributing over 100,000 papers on Sundays. Um, we're still um, in, a, in a healthy position Monday through you know, Saturday. Um, and so uh, we, don't, we don't see day elimination. We don't see you know, massive model changes in the near future. Um, the data will dictate when and if those things happen. Um, to that end, I'm making investments in growing local journalism. We have uh, over 90 people in our newsroom as far as the org chart. We have eight openings. If anyone's listening, we're hiring immediately. Um, and we're developing for a launch this, uh, this spring, we're developing a brand new effort around covering um, the renaissance of Western New York economy, uh, not just within a beat covering the actual uh, economic data sets, but, but really a group uh, that will be will coming out of that structure in about, I think about six, eight weeks, we'll be announcing it, um, which will be dedicated to sustaining the message about what's going on with the economy in Western New York in all sectors. So healthcare, uh, education, uh, state and federal investments, um, certainly the startup community, the development community, and of course, uh, you know, businesses that are coming to and growing in Western New York. Uh, so that's a big shift for us in, in sustaining that thread and that meaning in a way that allows this large and well-educated and voting population to understand what's going on and make connections between things like uh, what's going on with, say, Canal Side and 43 North and, you know, uh, E4All and, say, the Medical Corridor, just, just, just to pick a few, where those may seem like independent uh, initiatives and independent news stories. We're going to be developing that as a narrative about why those things are related to each other, where they came from, where they're going, and why people should care. Right. One part of part of the reason for Buffalo's success over the last however many years is is that changing perception. I think probably on a national level too. And that storytelling from the Buffalo News and obviously marketers across the region is a huge part of that. So, you know, when you're looking at the data and growing the team and, you know, you just kind of segued perfectly into it with uh, with this new team covering the economic resurgence. But to you, you know, from from the Buffalo News perspective, where do you see value in that? You know, obviously um, you're tasked with covering the news. And that, that's a lot of what the news is, right? Is Buffalo's resurgence. But to have this dedicated team towards it and stitching each of those individual pieces together, you know, why, why kind of head in that direction? So, you know, when, when having been in various publisher roles, one of the things I find very interesting is in the last five years in particular, as I've been out talking with other business leaders, um, university presidents, hospital CEOs, uh, manufacturing companies, startup companies, startup divisions. What I hear over and over again is that all of us are facing a very similar set of challenges. And many of us are seeing a very similar set of opportunities, which is uh, this, this 
sort of gift of being able to be entrepreneurial within an incredibly powerful sort of legacy system. And you think of what's happening at UB, you think what's happening with the healthcare system, um, you know, what, you know, any of them here, Roswell, ECMC, Catholic Health, I mean, these are extremely um, uh, innovative, you know, leaders that are, that are driving um, legacy businesses into doing new things and using their resources. I think that also at the same time, there's been a culture of what I would call sort of transactional journalism happening across all media, which is we explain something like uh, the establishment and development of Northland as a, uh, as a resource for the community. And we talk about the leadership there, we talk about the things they're doing, but we don't really make the connection that, that that's part of a broader plan that's being you know, managed and funded and done in a way that's creating resources that create multiplier kind of effects on, uh, you know, available people with the right jobs that allow organizations like Invest Buffalo Niagara to recruit companies to come here because they have a talent. Um, we'll talk about the, the, the state and federal spending on, on uh, making sure that the spaces that we have available for manufacturing are up to snuff and code and things like that. And the remediation happens there. All of those are individual stories that get covered. I think it, it, it's, it's an important element for us to begin to start explaining to our readers that those things are related to each other and that, and that they create this multiplier. And frankly, you know, when it's bad news, you know, they, they create a, a, you know, a, a multiple divider. I mean, it's a real problem. So um, I, want the, I want the population, particularly those that vote, I want them to engage and care about these things that are, and have an understanding of them that allows them to reward the institutions that are making those things happen, whether those are foundations like Wilson or, or whether they're organizations like the partnership or whether they're organizations, whether it's state politicians or local politicians that are creating the funds to do these things. If we don't really understand why they're doing them, then how do we vote? How do we, how do we activate our own opinion on whether those things make sense or not? And um, I think that, that it's very, very difficult to do that through the niche media, particularly online, where everything is just, is just divided up into millions of little pieces and you have people that are going and seeking out the information that already uh, reinforces their, the view they already have, <laughs> rather than having someone explain to them. And I think we, we have the people uh, you know, David Robinson, I'll call out as a reporter who I think already does a great job at this. It's not like this is a new idea. It's just, it's just creating the, uh, the vision and the purpose and the, and the, the drive to say, this is where we're going to go. And this is why we're going. We opened the, our conversation talking about kind of your path back to Buffalo um, in just meeting with your team. I know you've recruited, at least on the Amplified Buffalo side, a couple individuals to live in Buffalo and work here and even, you know, some, some more recent reporter hires, um, you know, to you kind of like, what's the pitch to get someone to move back to Buffalo, you know, from at least my point of view, working at invest Buffalo Niagara and be in Buffalo, trying to get businesses and individuals to come back here. You've successfully done it on a few, you know, cases within <laughs> your own organization. So what do you think the pitch is and, you know, what opportunity do they see here? Um, and I'm, I'm sure part of the answer is a really good job at, at Lee and the Buffalo News, but maybe beyond that as well. 
Well, I think the key, and I think, you know, Invest Bubble Anger does a nice job with this, as to a lot of other companies that are doing recruiting for their own. I mean, you know, if you, if you watch the, um, the Love of Buffalo documentary that 43 North produced, um, you know, they have a piece there where they, where they talk with Mike Whistler about what he's doing at the MMT Tech Center and his ability to recruit there. Um, you know, there, there, are, um, there are more than I think people realize. There's more sort of expats coming back and there's more opportunity to bring more people in. Um, but it, it really is all about opportunity. And I think what's difficult is to get over when we're recruiting for an executive position to get over the brand that Buffalo has uh, that is really focused on the snow and um, you know the, the professional sports agony that, that this that it's sort of a national brand. And so, uh, you know, much like, much like what we have to do with our Amplify organization is we have to overcome the idea that our communication services hub is, is not just a newspaper advertising team, right? It's, I mean, we have a brand that is the Buffalo News and what, what, it, what people carry with that, but, and that gives me access and it gives me a lot, of, a lot of ability to tell the story. Then the story needs to be, don't make any assumptions. Uh, it was Dave Anderson from Highmark when I met with him probably the first month I was here uh, he and I were having a cup of coffee, and I, I'll, I'll never lose this quote from him, but he said, the two most difficult things in their relationship with their talented employees, the first most difficult is getting people to, uh, the second most difficult, sorry, is getting people to move to Western New York for a job at Highmark. And the most difficult is then getting that, that same person to leave to take another job in their company somewhere else. And so once people get here and they understand the magic of this place, which is the humility and the cordiality and the, the, the welcoming nature and the amazing, you know, uh, man-made and natural assets, um, it, it really is a, an unbelievable place. Uh, so we got to get that message out. And, and uh, so, yes, I have been able to bring people in. And I would say, you know, the main, the main recruiting element of that that worked uh, well, one of my top executives had two grandchildren in, in Kenmore, so that was an easy one. But, uh, but I think opportunity to reinvent the news model in a way that Lee is letting us really ideate and create a very, very innovative, do things here that, that are not being done in many other industries. And, and, and versions of them are being done in other Lee markets, but they're, they're allowing local leadership to really create that. Like Amplified, which... You know, we mentioned a few times, it really, it's not an ad agency, it's not a newspaper sales division, it's a communications hub, public relations, media planning, media execution, uh, videography, storytelling, advertising, marketing, branding, it's all of those things. And it, it ebbs and flows with the needs of the client, um, which is where my philosophy is, is that institutions like Buffalo News have 140 years of amazing assets have been aggregated. Huge reach to the adult population, especially educated voters, um, a incredibly strong brand presence, really the only place left of any size doing journalism in the market. Um, and you combine those things and, and the distribution network and the infrastructure and the human talent we have, how do you release those and how do you, how do you execute a new vision using those resources in ways that, that grow the, the performance of the business from a cash flow standpoint but also create sustainability and, and value and relevance to the community. And that's why we're investing in growing our newsroom. Um, we're, we're adding people to the newsroom right now beyond the 90 we have in the chart. Um, we, you know, we're, we're understaffed right now because it's difficult to recruit during COVID. 
um, and we're growing our sales organization. There was, I think we had 11 people in the sales division when I got here and we're at almost 40 uh, a year and a half later. So uh, opportunity is the key. And, uh, you know, it's a big element of uh, Invest Buffalo Niagara is figuring out how do they share that message, right? So hopefully that get message gets out. It's, it, it is amazing. It's that the opportunity here is just absolutely off the charts. And I've been, I've worked in a lot of the markets. I've never seen anyone. Like That's great. Thank you very much for your time and, and joining the podcast. Before I let you go, we always end on a couple hard hitting blizzard ground questions. So if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Oh, man. I would be chocolate chip mint. What's a book or TV show that you'd recommend? Um, my name is Earl. Okay. Text or phone call? Next. Uh, hiking or skiing? Skiing. Downhill. Because cross country skiing is just hiking. <laughs> Fair. Uh, how about Bills or Sabres? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, Sabres. I'm a hockey guy. You're sitting pretty close to the arena, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Oh, drumstick. Great choice. Thank you very much for your time and all you do for the community. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. and love the work you guys are doing. Enjoy it. See ya. is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.